Hey guys, I'm Nicole Brennan, founder of the I Am Possible Foundation. This is the I Am Possible podcast, bringing together experts, scientists, Paralympians, adaptive sports professionals, authors and disability advocates to talk all things limb difference, disability and inclusion. So today is a very special one because I am talking to Aaron Brennan, who is my husband. Um, We realised after being together for 16 years that we've never really sat down and spoken about his experience of um, being with an individual with an indifference and kind of what that's brought to our relationship. So in this podcast, we explore his experiences, um, what it kind of meant in our relationship and some of the funny questions that he's been asked over the years. So I hope you enjoy. So we've been together for 16 years. Is that right? <laughs> it will be in August, yeah. In August. <laughs> um, and you've supported in the background of I Am Possible. You're like the unsung hero in the background. He's kind of my sounding board and the one that takes our boys out whilst I'm recording podcasts and having meetings and things. Um, and we've gone through a lot and we've gone through so many different settings together from secondary school to different workplaces together um, and college and uni. But we've never sat down and talked about kind of your experience of being in a relationship with someone with a visual or physical disability. Mm. I haven't sat and just asked you how it is um so today i wanted to sit down with you and just ask you a few questions so do you remember when you first noticed my arm do you remember what you thought because we were what 14 15 when we started going out but Mm. we knew each other a few years before yeah yeah i think obviously where i had i had a lot of time off in year seven anyway and then when I was back I I have a feeling it wasn't till like year eight maybe pretty sure it was about halfway through year eight that I'm pretty sure it was in it was in maths and I just remember noticing I I think I remember you you had like a you had like a like an England drawstring bag we obviously had to pull the strings and it was only I think as I stood up to push my chair back to literally stand up and I, I noticed that obviously you swung your bag round and yeah, noticed your arm and obviously double took and I can't remember if I asked a friend or, you know, or whatever. I'd certainly never seen anyone with a limb difference, you know, at that at that stage and at such a young age that yeah, I think it, it, it stuck in my head. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first time I remember, because I remember watching you, obviously, pull pull your bag closed. Yeah. And just kind of, obviously, being, yeah, just taken aback a bit, I think, at the, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worth noting as well that where we're from, there's not much, or there wasn't much diversity in general. No, not at all. Um, so I was one of the only physically disabled students, I think, so I think yeah. it makes you kind of stick out a bit more and there wasn't that discussion around inclusion and disability then. So Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it makes the experience a bit different. Um, so we obviously 
we knew each other for a few years before we started kind of going out we were friends before um and then yeah when we started going out I kind of went to ask what was the weirdest kind of things that maybe other people might have said to you or like asked about my limb difference because I think it was always the elephant in the room as well no one really spoke about it I don't Mm. I don't know that many of my friends even knew why I had like one hand don't think we even had that discussion yeah yeah I think (laughs) that obviously people would have asked a lot in general just me what you know what, what happened or and obviously, I would just say she she was just born with it, and you know, it was, um, yeah, that was the probably the most common question. But yeah, there was definitely a a question I remember in PE where, as boys like to do at that kind of age, the fourteen, fifteen year old age, obviously asking what kind of stages you might have got to, or bases you might have got to, kind of question. <laughs> yeah, um, which I was never obviously keen in divulging in anyway. It was, you know, it was our kind of private life, our private situation. So I was never keen on, yeah, giving away that information anyway. But, um, yeah, I remember someone in particular asking, you know, have you have you done it? And I obviously said, even if I had, I wouldn't tell you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm saying, well, you know, how how will you how will you do it when it <laughs> when it comes to it? Yeah. And I remember just kind of laughing and looking at him, shaking my head and literally asking what? Like what what difference would having <laughs> a limb difference on your right arm make to that situation? So yeah, um that got shut down pretty quick, but um yeah, I think that's probably the the weirdest one I, I ever got asked. I just, yeah, really remember thinking, I, I don't know how you think you do things, but yeah, <laughs> it's not like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the same question asked to me um, when I was like thirteen from a student, and they asked, yeah, how will you have sex? And obviously, at the time, I like it wasn't on my radar even. So the question itself, in so many ways, was wrong, but. Yeah, what, what difference would a limb difference have on that situation? It's yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's very it's crazy. Strange, it's <laughs> just boys of that age, I think. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So I know we've had a few kind of situations that um have come up when we've been out in like the general public mm. to do with my limb difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Would you say there have been any situations that you found difficult as a result of me having a disability? Um, no, I, I think, yeah, certainly I've always been a bit more fearful and protective, I suppose, when we have gone abroad on holiday and things, certainly to, you know, certain locations. I mean, some places are more... Um, inclusive feeling than others I would say like you don't you don't notice it so much mm. and I think obviously just because I've been with you for so long and I it, you know just you're just you to me there's no there's no 
difference in you to me personally because you're just you. Mm. So when yeah, I see obviously people might look or double take. Um, yeah, the the double takes you you expect and stuff, and you know almost everyone naturally does. But yeah, there's certainly been times on holiday where obviously when people double take and then take it further or will nudge their friend or their partner or whatever and then point and look that yeah it's hard to stay calm and mm-hmm. yeah it's not it, it it's hard because I you know a lot of the time you well I assume you don't notice but probably, maybe you do notice but yeah a lot of the times I think you know I only I've noticed and I have to kind of just carry on because there's no point of me if I get angry or cause a situation then it's not it's not going to make you feel any better about you know yourself or Mm. what what's gone on so yeah it's I'd say that's that's the hardest thing it's switching off and just having to almost let it go you know I I always try and make eye contact with them and you Mm. know I have had a couple of times where I've had to do the two fingers to the eyes like situation <laughs> like I can see what you're doing and I've you know I've mouthed that to people before but yeah luckily it's never ended in conflict very close certainly when we were in Disney World yeah and yeah there was obviously a, a group of probably teenagers that had kind of done exactly that where they had obviously noticed and walked past and even like I think they were only about two feet because you definitely saw that situation mm-hmm. didn't you so yeah, like two feet in front of us and obviously nudging each other and all pointing back. So, yeah, I know there's obviously some choice words I said then, <laughs> which I wasn't particularly proud of, but I think if it gets to the stage where they're being outright properly rude and just, you know, nasty and you've noticed for definite, then that's when I kind of feel I, I need to step up because you've already seen it, so you're already going to be upset, so, you know. <laughs> I'll always naturally defend anyone in that situation because it's mm. just not not nice. It's just not a not a cool thing to do. So mm. yeah, that for me that's that's the main the main thing to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's funny because before I think it was before that situation in Florida, I didn't realise how much it impacted you as well. I mean, I was ignorant to the fact that it would impact kind of the person I was with. Just as much, almost like I've learned to switch off from it and not look for it. Like I spent so many years looking for that one person who was in a room staring at me, rather than just getting on with my life. That I guess I've had that time to train myself to not see it. Otherwise, I'd just be hiding because like I struggled so much with that. But I almost didn't support you through that because it just didn't. It didn't even come to me that. That would be an issue, I guess, for you. But it makes complete sense that it would be. And um, I remember listening to, I watched this IGTV with Donna Lancaster on um, Fan Cotton's Happy Place. And he was talking about his mum and how she'd had to kind of deal with the stares and the kind of behind his back interactions and he she hadn't said anything to him until one day she exploded on a on a London tube. Yeah. At this couple that had been vile to him and he's got um 
like a facial difference and and then he realized that yeah it causes her pain too because she loves him so much and just yeah. wishes that people could be nice just be nice <laughs> and just treat people equally so yeah yeah i think it's almost it is a bit of a unspoken yeah. situation and a kind of element that you have to deal with which we just don't really talk about no but um yeah i think it's almost with practice again do you think you you've like stopped noticing it as much as time's gone by or yeah i, I think definitely as time's kind of gone on it it's i think I've I've accepted more now that you know people people will always naturally look you know with with any kind of differences in in the world you know if someone's got bright pink hair because they've dyed it or whatever like mm-hmm. people are always naturally going to look like that's what we do as humans but it's um yeah it it's definitely got better but again also I think I would say that as I think you've obviously noticed yourself recently I think because of lockdown, although you would have liked to think because everyone's, you know, gone through a hard time that people might have, I don't know, got more kind and accepting and whatever, but I definitely feel like maybe stairs have got more again recently where people just maybe haven't been exposed to, you know, seeing Mm. anybody. So I would say that, yeah, you know, the few times that we have gone out around town or whatever, I've, I've definitely noticed a few more stairs, which I almost found strange because, again, I was back to square one of thinking, you know, what are they looking at? And then I'm like, oh. And then, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I've definitely got better with yeah. it. But, yeah, just recently. Yeah. I think I was talking to Sarah about this in our last episode and I said I said the same thing. I feel like they've got worse. But then when we were talking, we were like, well, maybe actually it's just my sensitivities kind of gone up again where I've not seen anybody, Mm. where we've not seen anybody to kind of deal with the stares of that it's more obvious to us now again. I don't know. Just where, obviously, because I had our second son, Theo, during lockdown, I've been on like extra kind of lockdowns and not been out in the world half as much as the rest of the UK but um, yeah I don't know if that's another element of it I'm not I don't know yeah I think we've we've all got like a a bit of anxiety now anyway for going out in public and you know just out and about because it it feels strange and you still feel kind of wrong for walking around because it you know obviously you just weren't allowed so even that just feels strange so maybe it's just part of that i think all of our senses are heightened to probably being looked at or stared at like Mm. regardless of who you are what you are whatever it's yeah i think um that's probably a big thing big part of it yeah yeah definitely and um yeah like i said at the beginning we've been together 16 years so You've seen me kind of on my journey from <laughs> kind mm. of an insecure teenager to oh, yeah. founding I Am Possible. Like, how do you see the changes in kind of my approach to my limb difference? 
Um, I think just confidence-wise is probably the biggest thing now. Like you, obviously, yeah, the the hoodies in height <laughs> of summer, and you know, I I just genuinely thought that maybe you were a cold person, not in that sense, <laughs> but as in you were just you always like I don't know felt the cold because I think you didn't even want to admit to me that you were you were hiding in the yeah in the first place. It was mm-hmm. just a natural thing that you. You always did, and I think it. You know, when you kind of opened up to me and just said that you were, you know, anxious to be in public and you didn't want to be stared at and things, so you obviously wanted to to cover it up. That I think I, you know, started to say to you that this is this is silly. You're gonna make yourself you're gonna make yourself ill going out in thirty degree heat and you've got a hoodie on or a coat or whatever it was that you'd you know even if you were you were holding something or whatever mm. with your right arm to you know try and hide it or conceal it or whatever like you're always doing some kind of clever trick to conceal it so I think you know that that took quite a while to to go away but I think also yes socially I think you you've changed a lot you're a lot more kind of open now in situations even with you know friends and stuff that we might meet out and going out obviously I never would have probably said you would have gone out to pubs and clubs and things like that but mm. obviously that kind of got better and yeah I think certainly now like you you just fully own it and obviously I think I think getting the the tattoo on, on that arm mm-hmm. actually helped quite a lot as well because it you know for for you it's it's shown that you're obviously not afraid to have it out anymore and you want to have it out and you want to display your tattoo and yeah, so I think I think it's been a long process, but I think you're pretty. I think you're pretty there now. I, I don't ever notice you trying to hide it or conceal it or anything anymore. So, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's not just increased your confidence just with your arm. I think just your your whole confidence has kind of increased with it. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it must have been like really frustrating as well. Like I. I wouldn't leave the house if I didn't have something over my, like, arm. And mm. um, I used to, there were situations where I, like, would come to your house. I wasn't prepared with layers, so I refused to leave the house and go and do something with, like, your friends or family mm. because my arm would be out. And, like, that was it. That was, like, my hard line. That wasn't, I wasn't going to compromise with that. Yeah. So there must have been, like, quite a few challenges like dating me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that was that was hard, and yeah, it was it was frustrating, like just seeing how you know hot and sometimes almost poorly you'd you'd get in situations. But yeah, it's like I say, it's it's got a lot better. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you find like any other challenges with kind of? our journey because of it like from your side from your experience um i think one of the biggest things that i'd like to hope that i think i changed around obviously big time and the the biggest i think physical kind of barrier frustration that we ever met was obviously when you were learning to drive Mm. and yeah i was just infuriated by you know obviously you you purposely seek a 
disability specialist, uh, you know, driving instructor. And, you know, to begin with, she's obviously kind of saying, oh, well, you'll definitely need, you know, a, a knob on the steering wheel. And even then I was kind of thinking, mm, you know, because obviously I'd, I'd like in a car park, let you move the car around and stuff a few times. And I had seen your driving position and I didn't see an issue with it, really. Like, you know, you were sat quite close to the steering wheel, but I was used to seeing that from my mum and sister anyway. <laughs> a lot of people kind of just just naturally sit closer to the wheel. So, um, yeah, I I didn't see an issue with it. And, you know, to be a mother, I was like, okay, like, you know, she's the professional, as we kind of all <laughs> think. You just kind of leave it to him. You're like, yeah, okay. And then, obviously, when she come back and said, well, it, it'll 100% have to be an automatic. Like, you, you wouldn't be able to drive manual. And again, I was thinking, but obviously... In England, we drive on the right-hand side of the car, and the gear stick is on the left. So, I'm, obviously, you—it's your right arm with the limb difference. So, I'm kind of thinking, you know, you're—you've got your left hand to be able to change gear. So, I—I mm. I, I didn't really understand, but again, just—you know—you're just letting these things go, and you think, okay, that's fine. But yeah, obviously, when you come back the next time I can't remember how many lessons you had like three or four yeah, maybe more many. but um obviously when yeah you come back and she said oh you're you're now going to need feet adaptions I think would be better for the indicators which again are on the left hand side I'm just starting to get like flags come up and you know I just started to feel really frustrated because you're just she's supposed to be a specialist and every time you come back she's disabling you more Mm. and it just really yeah frustrated me which obviously then I called my old driving instructor and explained the situation and said I don't I, I don't understand like she's supposed to be a specialist and she's literally disabling my wife and I think she's perfectly capable mm. so obviously yeah when he came and did the assessment and then however many months later you end up passing in a full manual like mm. with no adaptions at all then that was like a massive kind of achievement to just yeah know that you you don't have to be just because what you think is a professional has told you a certain something like you don't you shouldn't always listen to them because you know yourself a lot more than I think any specialist and no two people are the same like mm. you know you could tell anyone that they they should drive an automatic because you think they're dangerous driving a manual but it doesn't mean <laughs> that they should like with a bit of practice and figuring out their way they can learn how to do it so yeah I think that was probably one of the the biggest obstacles mm. but yeah you you won that battle I would say big time so now you you know you not that you do you prefer driving a lot of anyway as it turns out but it's yeah I think it, it was a it was a massive win and so much better for you and you know a massive confidence boost I think for you to mm to prove that you can do that so yeah it was awesome I was pumped for you well I wouldn't have done it unless you'd kind of said it I would have just accepted what she'd said to me and like yeah three thousand pounds worth of adaptions was what we were quoted and like it just it set me back miles in terms of being even able to like have the freedom of driving because I couldn't I wouldn't have got any of the support from the government because I'm not classed as disabled enough, essentially, to receive any any support. So I'd have had to try and find that money just from kind of one person's 
perspective, I guess, but mm. I think that's like where I'm really lucky with like, your approach to my name difference because you you see obviously I don't know, society kind of has an opinion of people with physical like differences or disabilities, there's a lot of assumptions that you can't and you aren't able like to do things um because you might do them differently. Whereas you've always kind of just been like, well, no, let's like try it this way, let's try it that way. And if I can be kind of like a toddler, <laughs> <laughs> that must be quite challenging. Like how I do feel like a petulant three-year-old sometimes when we try and do something and it doesn't work once. I want yeah. to walk away and yeah. throw whatever it is I'm doing. I like, definitely see the, the wall come up. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm lucky that you are patient enough to push past that and you see like that I am able and you kind of push push me to see that myself sometimes where I would have given up in the past so I'm very lucky in that sense especially with like fitness I think that's one like when we went to the gym I never thought I'd walk into a gym ever like no the thought of it's just oh anyway I think a lot of people feel that way in general but um yeah in terms of me trying to not only when you walk into gym, you've got to figure out the, the layout and the equipment in general, but then how to adapt it in an effective way and blend in and, like, all the other social pressures that there are at a gym. Yeah. Like... Just standard. Yeah. <laughs> and, again, like, you push me to give it a go and go there and trust that the trainers there would be supportive and, like, help me figure out, like, the equipment and... Even like in our garden now, you've been like trying to help me, and I've had a few tantrums, but like, yeah. <laughs> like we get there in the end. But I don't think a lot of people would have that patience. So yeah, I'm lucky. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've always seen it as a bit of a a challenge. I I think in that sense, and not not in a negative way, in like a a bit of a a fun way, because I I know when I see how kind of rewarded you feel after when when you've done something that you know you if you have thrown a tantrum at something and you kind of put it down no I can't do it I can't do that and I'm not gonna be able to do that whatever I'll just do something else like yeah I've always found it a kind of a bit of a a big win Mm. for me if I've you know if I've managed to yeah show you a way to do something or convince you that you know you you can do it so yeah I, I actually not in a sick way but like kind of get enjoyment from it just because it's yeah I know, it's just a build-up for you kind of thing so mm. yeah yeah good. you've definitely got more patience than me with me so <laughs> so yeah i wanted to talk a little bit about i am possible so like obviously it's been a massive journey over the last two years now um and i kind of remember it was something that I wanted to do for a long time, but not really knowing how I wanted to do it, like how I wanted to create this space that I had in my head for years that the world needed almost, like the a space that just saw people as able no matter their limb difference or disability in general, but obviously I went to focus on limb differences. Um and I kind of wanted to get your perspective on 
kind of that journey like you've had to be like super supportive and give me the free time to kind of make the changes and create this in the way I wanted to but um yeah is there anything that kind of stands out to you from like I am possible's conception <laughs> to now um no I just think like yeah the the way it's grown and obviously yeah from you being so excited to have like a hundred people following you to what it's become now is yeah just really cool to see and obviously you've you've always talked about it from obviously the charity you used to go to when you were young and that yeah there's just not really you know much certainly in the UK you know regards of what you had in your mind so I think yeah for you to have got it to the level it is is yeah just really cool to see it really is like your your third baby but <laughs> yeah you've you've always like I say spoke about so yeah I'm very proud of how you've made it and just how well it's doing and obviously I, I see and hear the messages and how much it's helped people already and yeah I know how much it is going to help just from obviously you know we were 13 and 14 when we first started going out mm. 14 15 and yeah obviously that's quite young <laughs> compared to what we are now so <laughs> it was still quite obviously fresh in your mind for you know how you might not have got obviously what you wanted really out of the charity you were with when you were younger so I think already yeah the you know the messages you've had from people and from obviously people's parents and stuff is really awesome to see and I, I know every time you know I hear one I know just how much it means to you like each and every one and I know for a fact that you read every single message and <laughs> every comment and every email and and everything and it's it's a it's a huge thing for you and yeah you've always been a very selfless person and it's it's just a it's the perfect thing for you to do I think and I I certainly wouldn't pick anyone else to do it because I know it's where it's come from from you like it's very important to you and yeah I'm just very very proud of you and of it I know it's going to be huge so yeah thank you I think it's like it's been like really important to have your back in the whole way and to have like you as a sounding board as well like I always get you to check my my stuff my spelling my spelling. <laughs> if anyone that's noticed anything, sorry. That's about all I'm giving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's probably a bigger disability to me, to be honest, is the fact that I'm dyslexic. So you definitely, you've always supported me with that too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and just like we always have like late night chats where I've got another idea or another thing I want to add to, another feather I want to add to our hat of things you want to do to support oh. and you are like a fourth trustee really 
like <laughs> in the background. <laughs> the one that I kind of takes off to you first. So yeah, I'm very grateful. And yeah, like I said, you without you there to kind of give me that spare time, it wouldn't even be happening. So yeah, you're the secret hero. <laughs> <laughs> going forward in terms of obviously we spoke about how helpful your approach is to me um with fitness and kind of more physical tasks we've spoken about how you can be involved with i impossible and kind of the activity side and event side that we're planning at the moment um and how you can kind of get involved with supporting those that come to those events and I think that you'll be awesome at that because I can't even put into words your approach how you do it but I feel like I'm a pretty tricky customer like (laughs) and you managed to get the best out of me so I think I think yeah you'll be awesome at kind of coming along to our events and leading leading that once we've had like the appropriate training and everything you being able to lead activities will be awesome yeah yeah uh i I definitely you know i'm i'm no i'm no fitness expert i'm no personal trainer i'm you know i'm not anything like that i've always been keen on my own fitness and you know i've always kind of been involved kind of in it and done a lot of research myself but yeah i mean for me it's more kind of the 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 mental game of it, I suppose, in in that aspect, obviously, certainly how I've had to approach things with you, and it, it's just looking beyond the that limitation, I suppose, that you you naturally just put in front of yourself, and it's like, well, you know, everyone does things slightly differently, and there's no there's no one way to do something, and you know, you, it it's okay to to try something and to not be able to do it exactly how you know if you're talking you know, I don't know, weight exercises or, mm. you know, squat variations, whatever, like there's there's so many different ways that things can be done that can be tailored to to each person and yeah, I mean certainly when it comes to events and things, you know, I I quite like the idea of leadership in, in that, that aspect and just motivating people to, you know, to carry on and because it, it can be hard, you know, for anybody. I think it's it's not it's not an easy an easy thing. So it's um yeah, it, it's definitely something I'd like to get involved with and yeah, try and help motivate people in any way I can. So yeah, I think you'll be really good at it. And in terms of like obviously talking about learning and everything through the process of I Impossible and kind of all the research I've been doing and. Um, kind of all the different facets of I guess the disability community in the world that I I wasn't aware of I guess before um, I started this journey what kind of stands out to you in terms of the things you might have learnt kind of by proxy I guess yeah um, the the biggest things are definitely um, ableism and certainly like inspiration porn mm. you know I'll, I'll fully admit that i was probably you know a sucker to that of certainly the you know the inspiration porn side of things 
where you're like, oh yeah, you know, if they can do it, then what excuse have I got? You know, it's, I think it's so naturally drilled into us through every type of, you know, television we've been brought up on and Mm. films and it's just, it's just one of those things that it, it's ever present and still is really, you know, people still try and use it all the time and, you know, put Mm. emotional music behind things and make it look all kind of epic and, and I, I never, I never saw what was wrong with that. And to be honest, even when you first started talking about it, I was like, I don't, I don't understand what's wrong. You know, if mm. it's not like they're, it's not like someone's being horrible to you, but it's kind of the, the double-edged sword of it, I suppose, is that they're not. But actually, it's yeah. It, if you're, if you're, if you're that person, and you put yourself in that person's shoes, and you're saying, wow, look how amazing they are. They can do that. Like, how would, how would I feel if? You know, someone said to me, "Wow, like you're you're amazing. You can, I don't know, do a squat or you can abseil down that cliff." And I'd be like, "Well, yeah, of course I can." So why wouldn't anyone else feel like that who was born with any kind of physical or mental disability? It's not mm. nice to say to someone like you're amazing because you can do something because it's it's just yeah, pure patronising. And I never, yeah. I never understood, but mm. I think I'm still definitely learning, but certainly with, you know, yeah, the ableism side of things. But yeah, that was a that was a big eye opener for me, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me even, like I didn't I knew that I knew that it's hard with even with the word disabled it took me until probably this day I'm still making friends with it at that time and identifying as it. Like, because I've always known I am able, I am capable of anything I want to do, but society's always told me I'm not. Or if I have done it, then I am an inspiration. And I didn't know what the words were for that. I didn't understand what it was. Like, I knew that it was uncomfortable in this world having a limb difference, but I didn't know that there was a word for it I didn't know it was a thing I just thought it was like my little kind of isolated experience of the world and when someone approached me at work and said that I'm an inspiration for doing my job I just thought like I don't know I I knew it didn't feel completely nice but I didn't think it felt completely horrible so yeah what do you do with that information or that emotion yeah you just kind of, I felt slightly disheartened. Like, that's kind of how I always felt, just slightly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, you know. Obviously, I, I can't speak personally, but I think, you know, if I tried to put myself in your shoes, and obviously, yeah, where you used to be a sewer, and, you know, even I used to feel guilty to, obviously, working in the same place that you did. Like, <laughs> I used to kind of, if people, obviously, knew you and would say, you know, that oh, well, what does she do? And obviously I'd say, oh, she's, you know, sewing. And they'd be like, oh, wow, that's that's amazing. And you you know why they're saying that. But even I would have probably said, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Even with, you know, a limb difference on the right arm, she can sew. Yeah. And it's, even though you, it was certainly never meant with any, you know, malice or in any way kind of supposed to be patronising, you can now see how clearly it, it was. And it's, yeah, it's it's still a thing I think that happens a lot, and obviously, you know, going back to what you were talking to earlier in terms of, you know, any challenges I've 
faced in regards of you know questions I've been asked and things like that I think that's still probably the biggest thing which now learning you know all this new information almost makes it harder mm. where yeah people you know will say that's you know amazing that she can do these things and you know you have even had people say it's amazing that you can raise children and <laughs> things like that. You know, like, oh, is you know, is is breastfeeding difficult? And you know, it must be hard to carry them and stuff. It's you know, it's hard to you know. Well, no, because you know, I've, I've had to say it a few times to people. I think where you know, she was she was just born, she was born that way. So there's no there's no difference. You know, mm-hmm. if you're for for me now, it's about kind of gradually trying to turn people around when they ask those difficult questions and I, I think I've always done that same thing in regards of you know I think that's always been a good answer like well you were you were born like that so there's there's no difference but mm. yeah you know I've I've still probably followed that up sometimes by saying things like well she can she can chop potatoes better than me and things like that and you think yeah even that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> even that's ableistic so it's it, it's it's hard and it's a an ever you know Obviously, certainly as your partner, I never want to say the wrong thing, but it is about educating yourself and being honest to your yeah shortcomings and downfalls of things that you've you know you might have said wrong or it's mm. yeah it's it's hard but yeah it's hard because it's so ingrained in society and we've all been raised a bit like I have a yeah. I have a huge amount of like internalized ableism like, I never thought that I would find a partner I never thought I would have children I never thought I could have a family because of the way society had kind of told me life would be because I was disabled like so it's there for everybody it's one of the biggest kind of I don't know discriminatory kind of constructs in society so and it's the biggest minority in the world as well so yeah it's it is hugely prevalent, and when you see it, you can't unsee it. And the more you learn, yeah, yeah, I guess the harder it is almost to kind of ignore, or you have to kind of prepare your answers almost at the beginning until it becomes more natural. It's tricky, but yeah, 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 because you know it's it's about you know someone saying, "Oh, aren't they amazing?" You know, certainly when it comes to like acquired limb differences when you know someone's been in an accident or mm. whatever might have happened and obviously they then go on to you know do these things that anyone would say is amazing but I think that's that that's the difference and that's the point is that yeah anyone climbing Everest is amazing anyone yeah. like cycling the world is amazing anyone doing these things is all like amazing and that's where the line stops it's not Especially when, <laughs> you yes. know, that's, that's, I think, the the big difference that society needs to kind of get a grip of and learn to change that inspiring kind of part of it is that it's as much as it's, you know, yeah, you're, you're trying to, for example, raise like inclusion of everyone. It's not actually about purposely showing that these people can do these things because it should just be that well yeah of course they can because 
they still had to work for it, like, mm-hmm. just as hard as anyone else would have. Like, it's not the fact that they've kind of gone above and beyond because it's, you know, what what are they going to do in these situations? You're not just going to sit down and do nothing and accept because, you know, anyone could do that. I could just sit down and accept that I'm never going to do anything. But, mm. yeah, it's... um. I think that's the the big difference is that of course they can and it, you know shouldn't be so publicly highlighted that they're you know awe inspiring because yeah they are but anyone would be so yeah if you're doing something that would be exceptional yeah regardless of your like, not, physical form not an everyday life situation so. that you're gonna do these these things so mm. yeah 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 definitely. Yeah, I think it's those those events when people come up to you and like, yeah, say you're inspiring, just get on with your day, mm. and that makes you feel. I couldn't really put it into words, to be honest. Yeah. I think disheartened is the best word for it. Yeah. <laughs> just like a bit of like someone else's kind of assumed my yeah. ability because they've seen my arm or my limb difference, and they've seen me as lacking, and yeah. that's it. Like they've limited me already. And they don't even know me. They don't know what I've done. Like, no. I'm not inspiring for packing my shopping. Like I'm inspiring yeah. for I don't know, like pushing through and getting my psychology degree when I've got dyslexia and it wasn't diagnosed when I was twenty one. Like Yeah. Well like the lady at the supermarket no though, yeah. <laughs> literally said What happened to your arm, dear? I was, I was born like it. Oh, good for you. <laughs> you think, really? Like <laughs> It's just odd, isn't it? But yeah, strange. I guess it's just where people haven't been taught to interact and talk about disability in general. And no. Like, yeah. I guess no one wants, no one's out there to upset. Some people are, I guess, but yeah. most of the time when you interact with, like, with the general public and people say stuff like that, it's not, it's not meant out of malice. And I think that's what makes it harder to pull up as well. Like, it is, yeah. I struggle, obviously, knowing what I know and trying to be the person that I'm trying to be, like, in terms of leading the conversation, it's hard when someone's so innocently said something to pull them yeah. up on it. It is really uncomfortable. That's why I liked Colleen's uh, video that she shared with me, which I posted on Instagram, because she just kind of framed it really well, like how you approach a situation where maybe someone is feeling pity towards you and expressing that, because... It's uncomfortable for everybody, really. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, and I think it's even harder when it's from, like, a, a family or, you know, mm. friend member that you really know doesn't mean to have any kind of, yeah, ill intent or whatever. But, yeah, it, it, it makes it harder because you don't, you, you know, you feel like you're going to feel strange if you pull them up on it you know it's yeah you become a bad person yeah that's it it's really hard to just kind of yeah you you don't really know what to say and I think that's still probably the the biggest challenge if a a family or friend member says something kind of inappropriate yeah definitely it's definitely something that takes a lot of practice I think like pulling someone up on the correct language or approach to questions but um yeah I think you get there in the end so thank you so much for joining me today for a podcast. It's been it's been fun. It's been a bit strange interviewing you, but um, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I hope you've you've enjoyed it too. Yeah, it has been 
strange, but yeah, definitely fun and yeah, something we've never done before. So thank you very much for having me on here. Thank you for listening to the I Am Possible podcast. Thank you to Aaron for being so open and honest. It was really great to have that chat and obviously it's such a vulnerable chat to have um, on a podcast, but it's honestly the first time we've ever really sat down and discussed some of that stuff. So yeah, thank you to him for joining us and I hope you enjoyed it. So as usual, if you did find this episode useful, then don't forget to share it, tag us in your social media and subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. We've got some great guests coming up that you won't want to miss. This podcast is brought to you by the I Am Possible Foundation. We're a non-profit which aims to increase the visibility and representation of individuals with differences, create a worldwide community and create and share information and resources that will equip and empower our community to challenge perceptions of ability and overcome obstacles. To learn more about our work and how you can support our cause, you can find us over at www.iampossiblefoundation.co.uk. See you next Friday.